In three, two, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it's the off-season. We're three, two, one, Cabo. You ready to go? Three, two, one, contact. Yeah, Cabo. <laughs> oh, man, a vacation sounds really nice right now. Doesn't it? <laughs> I joked with my wife because we, again, like of all the vacations that got canceled, we have all this credit with Delta and maybe even one other airline. And I was like, I should, I thought about just taking Friday off and just going to Miami beach or something like not even booking a hotel. I'm like, I would just sleep on the beach. I would be so happy to have warm weather. So it's been negative degrees every time I've every time I've woken up this week. It's been negative. Dogs don't want to go outside. Kids don't want to go outside. Oh my God. Start the car like 20 minutes before you want to go anywhere. It's uh it's a little chilly up here right now. So oh Cabo man, sounds dude. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I can't complain, I guess. <laughs> it's nice here. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, even Cali. Um, yeah. Well, um, it's officially the offseason for the NFL. <clears throat> Normally, on a Wednesday, we would be breaking down the NFL card, talking about the bets we've made, talking about the week that is coming. And now we have a good sustained five months where we will do none of that. But we are a consistent podcast, if nothing else. We will continue to make uh, two podcasts a week into the foreseeable future. Um, and we want to give the people a little bit of an idea of what to expect this off season. Um, obviously I don't have the discipline just to stop betting sports. <laughs> I'm going to keep firing away. Uh, in fact, I kind of, in the last two weeks I've pivoted hard, uh, doing NBA daily, doing tennis now daily with this major going on. Um, you know, the content uh, requests keep coming in and expanding. We're going to talk about all of this stuff that's going on. You're doing daily content uh, with the Brown Bag Bets crew. So it's it's um, it's going to be a busy offseason. I don't think that really, you know, this is there's not going to be much time to uh, to rest and regroup here. We're going to keep grinding. Um, and, you know, we want to give people an idea of you know what we have in store. So I guess, you know, what's a, what's a reasonable show framework must go on show must go show must go on. That's a song. Um, yeah. I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. We talked a little off the air just now. It's so hard to say like, Hey, if you're uh serious taking, you know, taking the NFL seriously, you've been really trying to hone your craft and get good at it you should just stop betting altogether right now because it's done. (laughs) Like I get, I get that we, we do preach bankroll management. We preach responsible gambling. We preach trying to make plus EV plays all the time, but in the long run, and I shouldn't say there's no professional betters because they're like, there's like one or two that will listen to an episode here or there, but like 99.9% of the people who listen to this and we talk to are not professional betters. Like it's it's a hobby. It's something fun to do on the side. It's a nice little extra stream of income if you've gotten to that point. Like it, it's it's unreasonable for us to say, like if you don't know what you're doing in these other sports, you shouldn't do it at all. 
I wrote an article last year that Drew went and found. Maybe I'll post that because it, honestly, it's 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 not like it's not like it's dated. It's, I, can, I, it's, I, I got bad news for you. It is dated. It's February it? 2019, <laughs> not 2020. Yeah, but, well, no, that's that's you wrote what I'm that saying. two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. That's funny. I mean, but it's still it's still it still applies. Like, yeah, there yeah. are plenty of ways, and I think you know, um, not to just give everyone free pub, but this guy's so not he's nice and it's a good book. Like I've bet I've answered 30 or 40. Honestly, this guy should give me fucking royalties. 30 or 40 <laughs> times with DMs. Like somebody said, like, how should I start modeling? And we'll we have a podcast for that. We have several podcasts yeah. for that back in the Evergreen series. We'll redo that one. But I've shared a book written by Andrew Mack that basically requires you to know how to use Excel. Sure. And a little bit of data, like the basics of statistics and data science. It's like a $20 book on Amazon. And and if you get the Kindle edition, it comes with a bunch of downloads for spreadsheets that you can use. Like I've pushed that along like, hey, you know, if, if you do want to get into another sport, maybe don't just take this money you've made in the NFL or whatever other sport and just piss it away and learn that way, the hard way, the tuition, like, you know, maybe actually learn, learn some modeling with this, find a way to try to, to glean a small edge and college basketball, hockey, tennis, whatever, first half totals, second period totals, something like that. So I've, you know, I've, I've recommended that book to people. I've recommended listening to our evergreen content. I've recommended just talking to people who already bet one of these sports. If, if you are, in the community of gambling Twitter or, you know, you talk to other people. Um, I'm sure you know somebody who's doing college basketball, who's doing hockey, NBA, tennis, NASCAR, golf. I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on. UFC. There's a lot going there's on. There's still yeah. a lot going on. And I'm sure you can find someone um, like NASCAR, our good friend Kelly at Big Ten Watto. He has a bunch of articles he's written over the, you know, over the past and again, uh, to promote us, there's a podcast with him on here talking about how he built out his NASCAR model. That would be a good start for somebody. So I guess the the biggest underlying, you know, the, the moral of everything I'm trying to say is don't don't screw this up. Like don't don't half-ass this and just piss away a bunch of money because you missed the NFL. Yeah. Like, take 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 one deep breath. Take two steps back. And find a way to actually try to amplify a small edge somehow, some way. And hopefully that's what we can do this offseason with some of the evergreen content we're going to put out, with some of the interviews we're going to do, and with some of the stuff we'll be putting out here and other places is help you learn some things about some other sports and find some edges so you don't just hemorrhage fucking money in the spring. So he, I've, done yeah. that. I've done that. I, I, We've all done that. I mean, you can you can attest to that. I know you have. Uh, oh, oh yeah. No, the the pattern, the signal, as you know, looking back on my, you know, early years as a recreational gambler, was clear as day. And now that I know what how this whole thing works, I can even tell you why it was happening. <laughs> right? You get to the end of the NFL season. Let's say you identified a couple of teams that were underpriced, overpriced by the market. You win a little bit down the stretch. You do well in the playoffs. You had some futures cash. Overall, your your bankroll, you're flush. You're green. You know, you're you're in the black for the NFL season because you've worked hard to grind away an edge and you've made some money. 
Okay. This describes a lot of years that I played the NFL before I really took this seriously. Right. If you're, cause if you care enough about it and you're reading all of the information and getting all the data and you know, you're going to, you're going to find an edge, you're going to do okay. Right. You, you could be 52 and a half percent. You don't have to have, you know, a supercomputer model, especially back in the early 2000s when we started doing this. The problem is you get to February and you know, you are number one, you're like, this is awesome that I basically got paid to be entertained for the NFL season. And I want to keep this to keep happening. Uh, the problem, though, is that uh, you don't really have a decent jumping off point to handicap another sport. And to make matters worse, it's February and the college basketball market has been getting honed and sharpened and tightened and all of the little edges of which teams were better or worse than expected at the start of the year and you know who matters from an injury standpoint and what coaches are doing all of that is reflected in a, in a market price in fact the college basketball market one might say is tighter than ever and there are people who are professional college basketball betters there are people that are professional nba betters that get to that february way? and they say well no mas. <laughs> Good season, guys. <laughs> we're calling it. A, we're calling it a season, and that's not crazy because the edges are smaller, and you really got to grind hard to find any you know plus EV plays this time of year in basketball. And so, if you go from betting once a week and having a given you know even even if you've kind of mastered bankroll management at this point in your your life as a sports better, yeah, the, and you're, the volume you're, you're is so different. Right, you, yeah, you're you're firing consistent staking sizes, not getting you know not too much in one day, not going on tilt. Like you, you've mastered some of like step one of becoming a good play, you know, a, a long a, a surviving player, I guess I'll say. Um, you know, you 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 put your toe in a market, and the pool is full of sharks, and you're screwed. And now you're doing it every day. Maybe you're betting two, three times, two, two, three games a day, maybe five. Um, and I would. I would just point out that uh, you know getting involved in a sport where the market is mature in the middle of the season is insane at face value, and doing it now, you know, coming off of some sport that you cared a lot about, you knew a lot about, and you maybe did well handicapping is even crazier. <laughs> so um, keep that in mind. Is that a, you know is that reasonable in your opinion? Yeah, and and also just like when you were talking, it got me thinking about the volume. Like you, yeah. you can't you can't sit and like oh I'm gonna degen on the late Hawaii NFL game <laughs> you know it's not a yeah, thing, yeah. not a thing I can't sit and hit these extra games and like there's not you know I'm gonna get we're gonna it's so it's like seven fifteen here there was a glut of games that just started in like an hour there's going to you know there's gonna be a window of like thirty minutes where there's like seventeen half times that you yeah. can hit. And this is every day. Saturday, you have a big day. We've talked about just how many tennis matches there are every single day yeah. normally. And, I mean, right now it's wild with a slam going on. The NBA, the NHL, UFC events coming up, golf every single weekend, sometimes multiple tournaments. The coverage of Euro tournaments has gotten better as far as, you know, from a sportsbook point of view, you can get a lot more down. There's a lot more betting options there. The NASCAR stuff. Like the, the volume, it's not to say that the volume isn't there. You can bet basketball while you're doing NFL. Of course. But I've just, I've seen a lot of people that just avoid that. They say, I'm not, I'm going to concentrate on NFL. And then this void, you know, there's this void in their life. 
there's yeah. this void in their, you know, their behavior and they just quickly turn to basketball. And it just, it's just hard. It's hard to beat any of these markets ever. Yeah. So if you're just going to dive I'll in. Say, with, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to guess out of the first five years um, that I was betting on sports and I cared the most about the NFL, I think I probably won four out of five on the NFL of the first five years. And I think all five years I zeroed out by the end of March Madness. <laughs> yeah. Reloading. I, I, I'm almost serious. Almost certainly. And at that point I was like, well, I guess I'll just redeposit next football season. It's like, you know, I was like, it, it, that's just, that's, that's the way it goes. And, you know, granted you can listen to us and, and think hard about what we're saying and make intelligent decisions, but you probably just have to learn the hard way. Um, just be aware of the fact that you're entering a coin flipping environment with more volume and be especially acute, you know, especially disciplined about bankroll management, especially, um, you know, like aware of, um, you know, going on tilt, uh, you know, th those, those sort of things can absolutely ruin your winter time. And it's a tough time of year anyway. It's still dark. It's cold. Andy, you were just talking about it. Like everybody's dealing with the, you know, it's, it's a tough time of year, you know, don't, don't, uh, uh, you know, don't be tough. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 We're losing people at a, at a clip here. Just, <laughs> Very, yeah. It's yeah, been yeah, a exactly. rough, rough week for that. Yeah. No one, um, yeah, you can't travel. You can't go on vacation. Like, yeah, you, you know, you, it's, it's a, it's a tough tough, tough deal. And, you know, I'm not saying don't have fun doing this stuff, right? Like if you now want to say, okay, um, I'm bored. I want to be entertained. I'm going to try my hand at tennis. I'm going to try my hand at golf. I'm going to try my hand at NBA. Those are three awesome options now because, and, and granted, like, you know, I, I had a long conversation with the better on the better life podcast yesterday. It was a, it was a fun that yet. It was a fun, free range, you know, free ranging talk. We were kind of, you know, a lot of like, oh, how did you start out as a player? And like funny stories. It was a great time. But he basically was, ba you know, like, why do you handicap tennis? Like, how, how did that happen? And I was like, well, I never even played tennis. I never cared about tennis much. I just watched bet some slams. Um, and then I figured out, like, it works out well with the sports calendar to because the best tennis, you know, tennis tournaments are like, April, May, June, July, August. And then yeah, they really kind of die down in September when NFL starts back up, you know, and it's on every day of the week and it's on early in the day. And oh, by the way, uh, it's perfect because you have lots of matches on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it starts to get less, fewer and fewer as you get into the weekend. And so then on Saturday, Sunday, you don't really even have a heavy lift in terms of a handicap if you're playing those tournaments. Um, and, and it's similar. It's funny. Like you remember the uh, conversation we had a couple weeks ago with, and then I ended up talking to um, what is it, Brady Cannon, right? About about like golf being very similar. And then this, you know, somebody is talking about golf in the chat right now. Golf is very similar. There's some tournaments that aren't really uh, appetizing in January. The off season stuff's awful. But it, I mean, it's very similar that the season does start to ramp up like next week and it pretty much goes until into the fall. Obviously last year was a little weird, but it, it's, it's similar where golf and football are kind of complementary in that way with the calendar as well. And I guess um, we didn't, we don't, <laughs> no surprise. Like we're not, I'm not breaking news here. We don't sit down and make outlines and script anything with these. There's no editing. We're just talking to each other for the most part. This is live radio that gets put into a podcast form. 
So a lot of the things that I come up with are just seat of my pants after Drew says something, I think about it. And then also somebody in the chat had a, a good little comment here about there's a lot of good betting opportunities with golf. He's saying top 40, top 20, three ball matchups. Um, there's going to be some people that like, I don't want to say we're not going to get through to, they just don't, you know, you have, you have a life. You have kids, you have a wife, you have a job, you have an ex-wife, maybe three. You've got alimony. you got to shovel the snow. Shit's going on in your life. You don't have time to sit down and learn how to model. You enjoy betting football. You think you found some edges on it. You want to keep betting, and you just, you're not going to be able to sit down and you know find some EV edge, plus EV edge, and some other sport. I think there's a way to – I'm trying to think of the right phrasing for this. like keep your money pissing away to a minimum. Like there, there are certain bets that you can make that uh, more bang for your book, you know, bang for your buck. If I'm, I'm saying it right. And I think like golf is a good example of that or DFS golf. Like instead of sitting and betting like 13 college basketball games every night, golf, golf wagers are, I mean, a lot of them, it's, it's, it's a four day sweat. Like that's a good way to, you know, if you're doing some small golf DFS or some golf top 20 stuff, top 40, or even some outrights, that's a good way to take a small bet and make it last. Like, you know, make something last a little longer. Tennis outrights, um, things of that nature. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, obviously, a lot of the other stuff is game by game UFC. I mean, you can do you can do series prices in baseball once we get around to that. Things like that that last uh, a little bit longer than just like an hour and a half, two hours or in like UFC, you know, like six minutes sometimes. So maybe try to explore some of that stuff. If you, if you really don't think you're going to sit down and <clears throat> try to actually glean out a hard edge, try to make the money last a little. I, I think, and I think maybe golf, golf might be the best for that. I, I absolutely some, find some top forties. Couldn't agree more. Cause you can do your work during the week. You, you same kind of is the same kind of schedule as an NFL handicap. Really? You know, like you're doing your research and your work on Monday, Tuesday, you're getting your bets down and then you've seen about how it all plays out. Um, and, you know, golf is entertaining. The pools are bigger. Uh, there's money to be made there. Um, there's a lot of con good content to consume <laughs> around golf right now, yes. which is pretty exciting. So um, I, I golf, yeah, golf, golf is great. Yeah, no, I, I, I my pitch for tennis is basically it's a, it's a perfect, it's a degen delight. It's on every day. You know, it's, you can get into a good schedule where you're handicapping that it's fun to uh, watch, you know, stuff that's all you know, happening all around the world and uh, you know, kind of travel vicariously on the tour. It's cool, cool experience. You get to learn about geography. Andy, and you're betting on the tennis you, store. You do well, and and maybe uh, the the case to be made for tennis or college basketball, I guess, in this case, is that there are so many matches that if you do take some time, you can be very selective. You can find some edges. You know, you're not forced. Like, I want to bet NBA. There's only two NBA games tonight because it's Wednesday or whatever. You know, or one of those nights where there's a very small slate and you feel like you have to bet one. Whereas tennis, it's like, oh, there's 60 matches here. I can sit and take my numbers and put together the prices for all of them and bet just the edges that I find. Same thing. That's what I do with college basketball. You know, that I go through every single game and I just bet the ones that I like. like it's it, being a little more selective is kind of nice in some of those sports. And, you know, that the ones with the bigger menus like that kind of afford that. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, okay. Well, 
that's 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 our pitch for handicap golf, handicap tennis. Don't don't just dive into the college basketball right now and give all your money back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, or NBA. What? NBA is tight right now. It's really tight. Although if you're a fan, it's a great sport to bet on because there's lot lots of, of ways you can attack it, you know. And it's and uh, and honestly, um, why bother betting NBA in the regular season if the market is tight? If it's tough to grind out a profit, um, I like to because I like to have a good idea of what teams and what coaches are capable of in when it comes to playoffs. Playoff series betting, playoff game by game betting is extremely fun. It is kind of the highlight of April, May, June in general it for really me is. from a betting standpoint. And if you are betting game by game, you are observing matchups. If you're breaking down the data in the regular season, you're more prepared to kind of understand, hey, this coach is capable of this adjustment and this is going to work or it's not. And that's what really kind of helps you differentiate uh, teams, games, etc., in the playoff market, in my in my opinion. In fact, you, I don't know that you can just, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know you can just uh, you know flip a switch and bet playoffs successfully if you haven't really been keeping track of what's happening during the regular season. It's probably possible. Mississippi Valley State, not only somebody making fun of Mississippi Valley State, which legitimately might be the worst basketball team I've seen in the three years I've been taking it halfway serious. They won a game the other day as like a 19 point as like a 19 point underdog. And I mean, they're a 19 point underdog every night, every time they play. So that's just, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, they got to win good for the uh, Delta devils. They actually the have a Delta really, devils. I know cause they're down, they're down by the Delta. It's a really cool nickname for a really bad team. Um, yeah. So take it easy. If you have any questions, you know, engage with us on Twitter on, uh, in the chat here. Um, you know, another good place to leave a comment or a question is just in the YouTube comment section. I get alerts for that too. So if you want to do stuff there, hit us up on that. Yeah. Chicago state, Chicago state was put out of their misery this year. They just called the season early. I think they went like, Oh, and six and said, ah, Corona and we're done. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're in a tough conference too, as far as travel, like the, all the, all the rest of the teams in their conference are like on the West coast. So they do a lot of traveling. I think they probably were doing the right thing there to, for the safety of the kids because it was, it was still kind of in the midst of the height of things at that point. So, yeah. um, yeah, take, and I keep bringing up DFS, but if you do that, take it easy as well. Try to take in some content, learn some stuff, figure out how to do some projecting on not only, not only just how players are projected to play, but also, you know, uh, ownership percentages and stuff. There's a lot of important numbers you got to figure out for DFS. If you don't jump in, don't jump in with both feet. Kind of start in, take it easy, and start to figure things out. There's a lot of good content for that. I do some DFS, but I, I mean, I'm shit at it. <laughs> like the only times I've ever won is just when it's like a, a few buddies doing like a private tournament and then I get to talk shit when I bring some people down, but I've never yeah. won anything in DFS. Yeah. Um, another option you can do if you don't want to start, you know, just actually betting NBA, betting tennis, betting golf, um, build a baseball model. Uh, you have exactly the right time window right now to start putting something together. It doesn't even have to be a model. Just put together priors. Put together priors so that you have some expectation of what a given team is going to be, what where their strengths are. Is it their starting step? Is it their starters? Is it their relievers? Is it their you know? Is it their hitting? You know, is this an average hitting team? Is this a 
you know, run scoring machine, you know, high, high home runs, high strikeouts, high, you know, high variability, you know, those, those sort of things you can start to build out priors for baseball right now. I don't think there's much, oh, yeah. there's not going to be much roster uh, shuffling at this point. Everybody, you know, the chips have all kind of landed in that regard. So um, I don't know that we're going to do a ton of baseball they're deadening, pods. They're deadening the ball. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So play some unders probably uh, tough to, <laughs> tough to imagine that there's not going to be a rash of unders, especially in, you know, April, there's usually unders anyway. And also the little 60 game sample we had last year, that was all during the summer. Um, Throw it out the window. Yeah, <laughs> so and no, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, the run scoring is is a little tougher in April just because of the weather. Um, yeah. All right, well, we'll sure. do some we'll we'll do some baseball pods. We'll do a baseball preview for sure. Um, we did we're the gonna, baseball yeah, preview guess, last yeah, April, talk about the, and then they called the they called the season off. <laughs> I know we had some great looks too. I think we had. The I Dodgers, still played them. Right? I played the best. My best part was um, I played the Rays to make the playoffs. At a price that was, you know, commensurate with the normal system of baseball, yeah. with the the four teams plus a wild card making it, and then it just sat there in the queue forever. I'm like, well, they'll cancel baseball, I'll get this money back, and they didn't cancel baseball. They brought it back and they changed everything up about everybody. You know, they basically NHL NBA rules where everybody fucking makes the playoffs, and they still honored that ticket. God bless them. So obviously. One, you know, obviously you saw well the Rays played. They would have probably cashed that either way. But it was kind of funny that, like, you're free rolling. I thought I thought they might just cancel it at the end of the year. But so I was one and zero. I think in baseball futures that that was okay. Yeah, that's uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, uh, uh, Adam Burke put us. Yeah, in Adam Burke. That's right. We were skating tripods last week, last year in baseball pod. Um, that was right on the cusp of uh, everything going to hell, huh? Um, the uh, but yeah, no. Let's we'll, we'll, let's talk a little bit about the schedule of the deep dive podcast specifically, and then we'll talk about some of the other content that we're that we're doing, and then uh, talk a little bit about what we actually are betting this week. You know, we'll give sure. we'll, you know hang in there till the end. We'll talk about some uh, Australian Open picks and some tennis handicapping. We'll talk about. Uh, did you already put? Do you already have your card together for? Uh, is it Riviera this week or is AT Pe- Pebble Beach this week? Riviera next week. AT and T at Pebble Beach and Spyglass. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah, I can. I haven't posted it yet. I, I've got them written down. I can. So talk yeah, about at the, at the end, we'll, well, yeah, we'll talk about some picks for uh, Australian Open and some picks for the uh, for the Pebble Beach uh, Pro Am. Uh, fun event. Um, but before there, let's talk about the deep dive itself. We will continue to do two podcasts. They will be on Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for the duration of the offseason. There may be a time here or there if we ever get to travel again in our lives that we take a week off here or a pod off here or there. Um, but for now, or at it's least, at a goofy time because we're or it's at a goofy live time. from Maui. Yeah, or it's at a goofy time or there's a fill-in host. Who the hell knows? Um, but are uh, absolutely our, our our intention is to continue to do two a week. There's going to be a regular format to these as well. The Monday podcasts are going to be evergreen, conceptual. Uh, I you know we're going to focus on um, gambling Concepts. ideas. Not I don't want to say educational because they're not going to be boring. <laughs> they're not going to be like uh, you know like sounds boring. Uh, <laughs> sounds boring i'm already bored uh no they're not going to be boring they're not going to be uh too you know like here's how you do this but it's just going to be general conversational um podcasts on topics that we find interesting that are related to gambling um 
And honestly, we did a series of, we started these two years ago. We started the Evergreen series. At that time, we didn't have video because we were just two guys on our phones in our, where were you doing yours mostly? I was just hanging out at the my uh, old, my old office. You had an old office. You were doing your yeah. old office. I was just hanging out at the, in the, in the, um, uh, courtyard <laughs> with the birds chirping, uh, outside my old office. Um, now we have studios. Now we have better audio, much, much, much better audio. Live um, from the WinBet studio. Live from the WinBet studios. Um, and we yeah so things things have taken an enormous step forward in terms of the um the quality and we're going to revisit a lot of those same topics um just looking down the list we had parley on rookie mistakes i can't wait to go back and and retouch on that one uh we did a we did a whole um hoops modeling podcast that was one of our most listened to ever uh people really really love the hoops modeling podcast and then, oh by the way i've completely changed the way i hoop model hoops so <laughs> i would like to re-record that one um the uh, we did a uh, bankroll management podcast we did a whole podcast about closing line value um we had a parlays and teasers futures and hedging trends signal or noise forgetting forgetting some of these we did a part one and part two on cognitive biases um we had a touting podcast and uh affiliate the affiliate model controversial stuff both yeah we we touched the we touched the stove on those it was good it was good some nerves um so yeah we're gonna revisit all of those topics and more um there for sure are things that have come up in the time being that we are excited to talk about more uh that we didn't previously cover so there'll be some stuff that if you've been listening to this podcast for a couple years will feel Maybe it'll feel a little like we're retreading, uh, but it's going to be a revisiting more than anything with two and more years of experience doing this um, and a lot more connections and a lot more of lessons learned. So um, we will and, and there'll be and high, we've quality, had some good high quality, ideas. everything. We've had some. Yeah, we've had some. I've had DMs. We've had questions. We've had conversations that are going to turn. I've said this like this might turn into a podcast because this is a good question that we could expound on greatly. So there'll be some new evergreen stuff, stuff we didn't do when we did the yeah. uh, series two years ago. And we're, we, this is going to be very difficult, but we're going to try to line up some guests. And we'll probably line the guests up first, <laughs> seeing when they're able to go sure. and then do the evergreen. We're going to try to have somebody that can maybe talk a little more about what we're going to talk about on Monday to come in on Wednesday, try to match them up a little. Like if we're going to do some math stuff, we'll have some nerd on. And, you know, if we're going to talk, <laughs> you know, bankroll management, maybe we should have a, a professional on. And sure. if we're going to talk about some stuff, maybe we have a bookmaker, a former bookmaker on. So we're going to try to match up the guests as best we can. If, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out either way. I, I believe the guests will be of high quality and fun and, you know, giving you some good information, giving you some good entertainment and hopefully taking something away from it because, you know, just uh, that's the the true blessing of doing this is some of the connections we've been able to make with some people over the years. And I think we, uh, we certainly will be able to take some of those and turn them into some good guests. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, couple, I actually you know what else is pretty cool about the evergreen series on Mondays. Again, we're going to do them live on YouTube and you can ask questions. 
while we're talking. If there is a specific thing that we are explaining that is not being well communicated or you're like, wait, what did you say? Like, what does that mean? Like, I've never heard of that concept. You know, like it's possible that we talk over people's heads sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, there's very, very, it's very likely actually. Um, and if you have questions while we're kind of going into these topics, it's, you know, and you want it to be sort of an interactive experience and uh, fire away at us with some questions, we will answer those questions on the podcast, give you a little dap, give you a little thanks. So um, that is our plan going forward. Uh, I, and I really, I'm, I would really like to, uh, you know, interviews Wednesdays in general, um, talking to some advantage, you know, some advantage players that we know in space who are willing to kind of share their process, share their stories that will be valuable to everyone as well. Cause it's always great to hear from people who have found success in this space and try to, uh, take some important lessons learned away from them. Um, and then standalone previews for the big stuff, right? We're going to do a March Madness pod. What? Shark Week. Shark Week. We, yeah. We've always <laughs> talked about Shark Week. It's never happening. Um, someone did ask, are you hosting any more VSIN shows? Um, Gil's still on vacation, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. We're 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 back in the chairs on Tuesday and Thursday next week. Yes, so it'll we'll be, be uh, back, so. two, two more two more shows from us. We got the nerves out of the out of the way with the with the uh, you know, we 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 debutante show is over. Um, I know how like live radio works better now. Playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. A rookie yeah, head coach exactly. on a Thursday night. It was that's uh, right. Yeah, that's it was right. Rough. I was like, wait, there, what's going on with the time? The time's what's the time? The time is where? And what do I do yeah. when that happens? Oh, yeah. We're just yeah, no, we're just was... bullshitting back and forth here. This we've been doing this for years. We know each yeah. other. We've talked to each other for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Oh, yeah. And then Free we form. get on there yeah. and you have you have a producer. Yeah, we got 30 seconds to break and looking at each other, and there's a producer what's doing this. Seconds? What's 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like how long is 30 seconds? How long is 30 set? seconds? How many words can I say in 30 Actually, seconds? You know, let's practice. Send enough, let's, pra too many. let's practice a reset right now. And I'm not even going to let you do it because you bungled it so bad. But we're just talking sports, talking sports. And then we're going to say, hey, and we're welcoming in a new audience right now here on the Deep Dive Network. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. Available on YouTube and Twitch yeah. later on as a podcast and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Talking here with Drew Denzik. I am Andy Molitor. This is the Deep Dive Pod. <laughs> Welcome in. So smooth. So smooth. Just I, like that. You practiced that a lot, I'm sure, before the podcast. You did a great job. Um, no, I'm sure you did that off the top of your head. Um, but no, it was a it was such a it was it was a pleasure to get that experience of doing live broadcasts like that uh, on the you know, on actually you know on on a um, you know certified radio you know certified video uh, and media entity like that. That was cool. Uh, was but it, and, it, and I didn't expect that it was going to be easy. But I sure didn't think it was going to be that hard. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a heavy, it was a heavy lift, heavier lift than I thought. Uh, and excited to do it again next Tuesday and next Thursday. Um, but thankfully we have a lot to talk about next Tuesday and next Thursday because Riviera is going off. It's going to be, you know, there'll be some good golf. Um, we are going to be in week two of the Australian open so we can really kind of stretch our legs and get into sort of the nitty gritty matches. of the breakdown of some of the best players on tour, men's and women's who will be facing off. Um, again, so far, very, very few upsets. This is, you know, chalk is prevailing in general. Um, and that is going to set up for a, just an absolute ro a rock fight of a week two. It is going yeah. to be very, very fun. Um, so that's going on. Anything else you're working on? 
Brown bag bets? Oh, no, just, uh, you know, if you subscribe to this YouTube channel, you should already know. Obviously, I'm doing brown bag bets every day. That's still a work in progress. Like, when we went into that, we weren't sure what it was going to be. So any feedback on that is great. You know, we try to do some plays. You know, people like plays, but also just some good conversations, some decent guests. We've had some fun guests on there, especially, you know, trying to get guests who can talk about things I can't talk about as well. We're going to have a good college basketball guest on there tomorrow for listening Ooh. to this as a podcast in the morning. And tomorrow means Thursday. So Thursday at 1130 Eastern, every day at 1130 Eastern on YouTube and on Periscope and elsewhere. Brown bag bets. It's been a lot of fun. It's kind of, it fills, fills my lunch hour. It gives me something to do in the morning. And there's some, there's like a, you know, just like you guys who are in the chat right now or the people who have really made a point of sticking in the chat during the halftime shows. Like there's a group of guys that are there every morning and I've had some good feedback on that too. You know, there's still people that are doing work from home. There's sure. people whose kids aren't, you know, back in school yet. Then it's a nice one guy said, it's a nice little 20 minute respite, you know, while he's, uh, having some lunch getting away from the kids for a little bit and uh, yeah. i understand that i had my kids in the office with me here for like six weeks <laughs> while school wasn't on so i definitely definitely can uh, you know there's a lot of liquor in your office for kids to be running around oh my god i can use a drink today it's been a long day. <laughs> uh anything else interesting going on uh with your role at best parts without giving away too much of the future excitement you know you guys are putting together a pretty um pretty pretty ambitious content team right yes content should be uh there'll be there'll be an update here in the next few weeks everything's always it's not not, not nothing's fast enough for me like uh, i was just like oh just make this happen and they're like oh you you know you have to like code that and <laughs> test it and develop it like apparently apparently web and app development takes longer than i, I think it should in my head but we will be rolling out some cool stuff over there as well, uh, especially on the content side. Um, basically, if you've ever wanted to create content and weren't sure how to start, we will be giving you a ton of support to do that. Whether you want to do some blogging, some videos, if you nice. have read interest in even just even in just the most remedial stuff, I think it's a it's gonna be a nice way for people to showcase their content, showcase you know even if they're just doing little paragraph long write-ups for stuff it's going to be a good way to keep that all straight so it'll be it'll be nice i think and uh you know i'll be talking about that more as we get closer to rolling that out that is awesome that is a, and that's a great idea i mean it's one thing to just throw pics on an app it's something else if you want to try to build a brand try to you know try to capitalize on the growth in this space you know try to do something a little bit more a little bit more uh high level that's freaking awesome. yeah i was i mean i was talking to the ceo of Betsperts today, my boss, and we were, you know, discussing that very thing. I said, this will be nice because there will be a place where you can consolidate all your, if you're putting out content, if you're writing blogs, doing podcasts, doing little short videos. I mean, you think about my Twitter feed, my Twitter feed certainly has, you know, some podcasts and media and retweets of media I've done, but then also right in the middle of it, there's a tweet about like the lawyer cat. <laughs> and you know stupid or or if you scroll through it it's just stupid shit for me like getting mad at a, a game that's going on or laughing about how long the anthem took like that that stuff's not useful <laughs> yeah in, after like five minutes really honestly so it'll be a really nice way for someone to put all their i mean you can essentially build your portfolio of 
content, build your resume of sports betting, you know, ideas that you have. So it'll be exciting to get that going. And, you know, obviously I'll talk about that more once we actually are able to completely drop that update. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, the other cool projects that are on my plate. uh, So I'm doing daily NBA breakdowns for what is now called NBC Sports Edge. Uh, yeah, they changed Roto- their name today. Yeah, Roto World has been rebranding uh, slowly, but finally, uh, Roto World is now NBC Sports Edge. Um, and uh, I've been part of the content team there going back to the NBA bubble um, and put together a handicap of the NBA nightly card that uh, at, at a minimum goes up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and... <laughs> I yeah, that was a good that was a good bet um at a minimum goes up those three days and um you know it's it's all across social media you really can't miss it and it goes on their website as well and um you know they're building out some cool tools and some stuff to help you as well so it's it's a that that's a lot of fun uh working with the nbc team and uh the production that they add to the video is just awesome i love it um still gonna be doing some work for vsin as well uh at least guest you know guest appearances with Gil talking tennis and uh, NBA as we go through the playoffs and the uh, the other you know the rest of the tennis season here, um, and other fun stuff like we did the clubhouse uh, NBA shoot around with uh, Cheetah and uh, Justin Fan Justin and Doug Fan. Kazarian yesterday and uh, Jeff Ma um, that was pretty cool. I think we're going to do that. Try to do that every couple of weeks or maybe every week or something like that, just to uh, kind of touch base and get some thoughts of the people who are betting NBA daily about what they're seeing going on around the league. And, um, we'll keep, keep doing that. Um, I, uh, I guess, um, what, uh, bef- yeah, go ahead. Kind of a good question here from the chat too. Ooh, you know, when we were question. talking about how the content is going to go, we're going to try to do evergreen on Monday interviews on Wednesday. Somebody in the chat, John Oswald asks guys, when do you guys generally start analyzing the NFL draft, team needs, and et cetera? Already underway? John, longtime listener, first-time question asker. He, I don't know, I can't speak for Drew, but I mean, yes, I can. We already have. Yes, obviously we already have, just secondhand, if nothing else, just reading other people's thoughts on Twitter. I've read some articles. Like We're starting in on that. And you know, just because we said we're going to try to do Evergreen on Mondays doesn't mean we're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the draft because we have to do an interview with somebody. We're going to talk about the NFL draft when it gets around. We're going to likely do a draft live stream again. That was a ton of fun. We're, we're going to do stuff around big events. We'll have a Masters podcast. We'll have a Kentucky Derby podcast. We'll do stuff like that for sure. And once we get to these big events. So we are, yes, we're starting it on the draft. Um, we'll do mock drafts again because just, again, that was a lot of respect for people who do that professionally because it was super hard. Super hard to put a, a single round mock draft together. Um, so, yeah, we are starting to work on our draft stuff. Yeah. And and by the way, if you have um unique outs and they have NBA draft props up and you want to shoot us messages that say, Hey, um, check out these props that are up that are, <laughs> that are NFL draft related, uh, I will give you an honest opinion on where there's plus EV plays to be made. because uh, it they pop in random spots in random ways. There's no big there's no there's no Don Best screen for draft props. This is the Wild West. It is extremely fun handicap. And we uh, it was the most profitable 
two week stretch of my year last year period it was a very fun afternoon <laughs> it was it was ridiculous um and yeah i'm very very excited for that again and we'll do i think last did we do two nfl draft shows last year or three even we did a bunch <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i remember we did the live one and that was fun that was uh <clears throat> you know we had it wasn't like a huge audience, but there were some hardcores in there that were following along with the draft and we had some fun with it. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of offshore books that were offering live betting on the draft. And that was a ton of fun, oh, yeah. obviously, because, well, because we did well first off, but second off, it was just fun to kind of get a feel for like, this is what the market actually thinks is going to happen next. Or, you know, it'll be interesting if, to see if that, becomes more robust because yeah. for the most part it was just offensive or defensive player drafted next like the, yeah. there wasn't a ton outside of that yeah uh real quick question devs has when making power rankings on teams do you guys break down into individual player evaluations as well player when group. we when we do the redux on hoops modeling i will get into that at length because I never was an individual player guy, but I forced myself to be one this year because of the COVID absence and trying to quantify what it meant if five guys were out <laughs> for a given game. How do you price that? It's not easy. You kind of have to have some sort of individual player level something. Uh, and I came up with a way that I think is pretty reasonable. And I can talk about that when we do the hoops modeling redux. I cannot wait for that one, though. That'll um, be a good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the um, yeah, I'm not even gonna read that one. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine what I can't. I can't even imagine who that's referring to. Um, I, I believe it, I can take some guesses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, talk about. Let's talk about what we bet on this week. And I'll start with Australian Open, unless you want to start with golf. What do you? What, do you, do you no, go bet? ahead. Let's talk Aussie. It's okay. been fun. It's been a lot of fun, kind of. Okay. Watching that pro tournament progress, we had a great one last night with uh, Kyrgios. <laughs> Yep, kind oh, of dude. pissing it away, and then coming back, and the crowd getting behind him. And honestly, he should have won that match pretty easily. The yeah, fact he that should've. he lost two he sets should've. was kind of embarrassing. But the, what he what he did when he back up against the wall with I believe how many match points against him? Uh, I one or I, two. I, it it was a couple. Yeah, it was. It a was couple. a couple. He had some match points against him back against the wall, and he he battled away, and he he ended up taking a win. So, good match there. The stand, you know, if you follow along to the V Sin on Tuesday, I gave you a, an A grade on the stand. Vavrinka was it Grasimov mm. over? Uh, Vavrinka Fukovic. Fukovic. I gave you an A on that one. That one yeah. came through in spades. Yeah, I I, how many ass. games were that? That was one where was I was like, like damn, why didn't I points bet this? <laughs> yeah, right, any right. number. It was, yeah, it, it yeah, was in the 50s. Yeah. It was well, well over. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. No, it, I, I believe it did hit 50. So, yeah. And uh, we talked about the Riley Apelka, um, Taylor Fritz. I, I how tie breaks were likely on that. I pay, I played first set tie break, and of course, there were tie breaks in the second, third, and fourth set. <laughs> but live, you made a great point when we were breaking it down, which was like, watch that market live. And uh, pound some pound some live tie breaks. Uh, and if you had taken Andy's advice on that, then you uh, came away quite a, quite quite a nice little score on the Taylor Fritz Riley Opelka match. And speaking of, how did Opelka not win that one? My yeah. God, my God, he had he was up five one in the deciding tie break. He should have won. Um, and 
yeah, managed to, managed to find a way to lose. Tie breaks are fickle, man. Tie breaks are tough. Um, it's all about getting your first serve in in the tie break. Oh, That's sure. all, kind of all that matters, really. Like, like the, if you want to know who's going to win a tie break, look at who look in the, look at the current set first serve percentages, and it is a huge telltale about who is going to win that tie break because the first serve in uh, is uh, is extremely important. If you're if you're trying to win points on second serve in a tie break, you are at a disadvantage. With that said, um, we talked about there were really no uh, big upsets so far. Um, and I have one, two, three, four plays. I, one, I have four plays. One of them is a parlay. So I think I'm, I'm really looking at five matches tonight on the men's side of the tournament. Um, I took the Rublev to win straight sets, parlayed with um, uh, Alex Demonauer to win in straight ADM. sets. And the thinking here is that Rublev, um, Rublev is a telltale player. He beats the snot out of the lower level players on tour. And, you know, Montero is not even really that lower level player. He's probably what, like 30, 40 in the world, like true talent he's level. Not that high. Well, and just I mean true talent high. level. He, he, yeah, I mean, know, he's, he's not bad, but it's, 70, it's yeah, not he's a 74. It's not yeah. a preferred surface, and Rublev is redlining against yeah. bad players. I mean, yeah. he made Hansman look really bad at times. So, like that, that's a three zero, and the three zero is priced, you know, pretty high. Already, it was like minus so. two fifty ish, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I, I I made it minus four hundred, so it's yeah. a good parlay leg in my book. Um, and I I don't love mixing with the handicap in those because it's so determined dependent on who gets to serve first and you know real fickle stuff that's just very luck based not skill based but the 30 uh you can price that pretty effectively when you know the the true distance between two players um and there was a mismatch in price really between what the money line was for rublev and yeah. what the price for for straight sets was similarly uh in the alex demon hour match um we'll talk a little bit about uh, oh, my boy Rude is off to a poor start. Yuck. Um, Alex Demonauer oh, is, I can't even remember who he's playing right now. <laughs> Gotta find my numbers. Um, Demonauer is taking on Pablo Cuevas. Another Cuevas, clay player. <laughs> another clay player, but even more so, this is a guy that went old. through hard, hard, old, and he went through hard quarantine. Yes. You want to know something that has been a bettable angle so far this Australian Open? Maybe the most bettable angle? Fading players who who were in hard quarantine. Uh, the statistics have been eye-poppingly bad for these players. They if you won look a couple the matches. Side, yeah, against other players who were on yes, hard quarantine. Literally, nobody, yeah. nobody no, who was in hard quarantine and has won a match yeah. unless they played another player who was in hard quarantine. Right, right. It's and, been it's been a hundred percent. And the flip side of that is on the women's side, it's a little bit more evenly split. But the big upsets were all women who were in hard quarantine. Kerber, yeah. Azarenka, um, the Azarenka you know, looked just out of sorts. Lost. She was lost. Yeah, it was it was not good. Um, and Cuevas is one of these guys who was in hard quarantine. He gets his first round win over Seppi. Wasn't all that impressive. Demon Hour is playing exceptionally well right now. On the have the home support behind him. Uh and Clavas. <laughs> yeah, he did. Especially um, the second Sangren, and third set. Sangren I mean, was he, in hard quarantine too. That yes. was another one. Like, you know, he obviously he fell apart in that one. He had some choice quotes too for Tennis Australia after the fact, which is not surprising. They're not was, a fan of him down there. No, 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 no. Um, that's okay though. Uh 
the uh but yeah the the you know Cuevas is you know he gets he gets his second round money and you know I think he's probably satisfied with his performance at this tournament and he will head on to the South American swing right after this um, golden swing baby golden swing try to win a couple titles try to try to put a cherry on his career on the clay uh he's probably getting close to the end here um yeah. but yeah demon hour and straights is, is a nice one i like as well parlay days two got a pretty nice price both are plus ev by my numbers um and then uh i took a, you know another one that's in action right now casper root is up oh, against tommy paul yeah, if you miss this one, you're in good shape, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> rude, not a great first, not a great first, uh, not a great first uh, uh, service game there. Um, already broken. Nor- already Norway down was hit hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Casper um, Rude is a good young player, uh, 28th in the world right now. Tommy Paul, I don't really love his quality of tennis. Um, in and. Yeah, I I made I made fair price here about minus one fifty for Rude to win. I made fair price for him to win three one or three zero, um, about close to uh, plus one ten, and so I got a plus one thirty, I think, or a plus one forty. So I played it. Um, gonna need a little bit a of, of comeback here because he is down o two. He can lose one, and I'm okay. If he loses two sets, then I am in trouble. Um, Tommy Paul maybe is a. You know, he he generally is only a guy that I'm ever backing in the United States. Um, He's a candidate to fall apart here, so I'm not worried about you. <laughs> okay, all right, thank you for and, that. Yeah, we're we're cheering support. for you, Jax. You can win first right, Jax, set. Yeah, and get, lose, yeah, lose three to one. Yeah. Um, Stefanos Sissipas is going up against uh, Kokonakis. Kokonakis was a very very promising young Australian tennis player a few years ago. Uh, he had the record for youngest player to win. Uh, an Australian Open singles match until it was just broken by Alcaraz, uh, and he has got derailed by injury. He never really realized his potential, um, but he does play well on this surface. He does have the game that matches up well for fast hard court, and he's going up against um, Sissipas, whose game most closely resembles Roger Federer, in my opinion. Um, and reasonably, if you go back and kind of look at Kokonakis, Roger Federer matches, Kokonakis is extremely competitive in those. Um, he's got, he kind of knows the right way to attack Sissipas, in my opinion here. And I think it's going to be a competitive match. Now, I don't think that the price is way off money line wise. Um, but I certainly don't think it's going to be easy enough that he wins in 33 games, which is what they hung the total. Uh, so I played over 33 in the Kokonakis Sissipas match. Sissipas had a couple of kind of embarrassing moments at the end of his first round match where he embarrassed the player. Who, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, you know, he was, he was not very charitable in his win versus Gilles Simone in the post-match interview and the crowd booed him. Uh, typically you so. have rightfully so typically you have very pro Greek crowds in Australia for whatever reason. There's like a, there's like a, a um, an X-Pac expat greek contingent down there it's because it's, it's criminals that's how, how they populated <laughs> it's full they of crim- the greek criminals down there um yes. well whatever the case was they were not impressed with his comments post game no. and uh he's going up against uh kokonakis who will have the home crowd support so this should be a rousing uh couple of um couple of sets early here i wouldn't be surprised if we see tie breaks uh, in this one as well, 
Uh, Kokonakis has a nice service game. He has a nice hold break percentage. Um, so I will uh, expect to see Kokonakis come through. Uh, no, excuse me, Sissipas come through, but take a little damage. And, um, you know, for take that reason, water. yeah, he, yeah, take on some water. Uh, we can see, we need to, we, we, I can see four sets here. Um, but I don't even need four sets to get 33 games because if there's a couple tie breaks, which would be nice because Sitsipas is in the quarter, I need him <laughs> to get hurt. I did take some, I took some Rafa eight to one to win it. Nice. I took, I took some Rafa plus 110 to win his quarter because he really, likely isn't challenged before that match and he will not be a dog in that match. So plus one ten to win the quarter. And then I played a couple other ones. I did play. I ended up playing. I got a bad late number on this, but Rublev to lose in that quarterfinal match, like uh, stage of elimination, Andre Rublev quarterfinals plus one fifty. Basically, just betting med plus one fifty in that match, unless something bad happens, and then. I, a horrible number on Osaka, but I'm, I think Osaka is going to win the whole damn thing right now. So I got a late number on her just for funsies, parlaying some of my Brooks Kepka money into tennis futures because why not? Yeah, I, I dig, I dig that. Um, the last play I had on the card, and this one is a later game. Um, actually, it starts kind of. Oh no, it does start later. <clears throat> uh, I took the uh, the plus games uh, on Salvatore. Caruso against Fabio Fonini. Uh, it's plus four. Realistically, I need Caruso to win a set to get that home. Yeah. Um, the thing is, if you look at Fonini and when he is playing these types of best of five tennis and he loses a set, it is often quite lopsided. In fact, he'll, he'll give up on a break, an early break. He'll just give up on a set. Yeah. And in fact, it doesn't even have to be an early break. If he wins a, a hard fought, first set he will just you know whitewash the second set um and so yeah exactly and so like the ideal first two set scoreline here is like fonini wins seven six caruso wins six one <laughs> and then the rest is history you can you know fonini can can you know move on fonini's playing fine uh he was very good in round one beating pierre hugh herbert uh you you your bear uh, he beat him in straight sets. He converted a lot of break opportunities. Um, it was a better performance than I expected out of him. Uh, but going up against his, um, uh, you know, his compatriot uh, in Salvatore Caruso is going to be a little bit of a tougher ask. And uh, you know, I think Caruso has been playing some of his best tennis lately. Um, you know, his his improvements from 2019 and 2020 have been pretty clear and obvious at least by my numbers uh he was like a challenger player before that and he's getting a little up there he's like maybe 27 28 um so he's you know he's he's getting to the about the peak of his powers and i could see him being competitive in this match so i took caruso oh, plus four powers. games as my last game um i agree with your osaka look she is she's trucking right she now is, and the and the, the yeah. draw set up funny for the women. Bibby wasn't right. She's not there. Serena's always a, a problem, but the draw shook out nice. And Osaka not being in the finals would be a massive shock to me. She's very composed at all times on the court. I think she's going to be just fine. So I think she'll be in the finals. I took a shitty number, and I don't care. There's I just, there's one. This is there, what I'm talking about. Making some money last because there's one I really potential. Don't see, 
I be, I see myself sweating this for five more matches. Yeah, there's one potential landmine, and of course Osaka has the advantage because of the cur- the surface and the court speed. Yeah, but uh, she's probably going to match up against um, Iga Sviantek in the yes. semifinals. Sviantek also playing. That'll be tougher than the well. final. Yeah, that's well, Ash Barty's smoking chicks too, i mean ash so. party is maybe better but if anything ash party at home i suppose yeah but yeah in 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 my mind i think she gets past ega and okay. yeah the, the surface does help her the only thing you can say is women is best of three compared to best of five so variants can yeah. grab you a little grab you a little <laughs> quicker one bad set in men's is way less impactful than one bad set in women's here's the thing about naomi osaka though one bad set for Naomi Osaka is not as bad as one bad set for every other women's tennis player because she yeah. has the shortest memory of any of these. Guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's very composed. It, it's cr- it's crazy. It's I it, I don't think it's fair to say she has like an airhead quality necessarily. Like some of her <laughs> post <laughs> no some of her post game media and some of her like. Uh, you know, she's very, she's a little shy. She's a little giggly when she's doing media. And so she kind of comes young. across that way. She's young. Um, but in reality, like she is in the moment on every single point, whether it's six, zero, five, zero, 40 love, or whether she's in a giant hole against the world. Number one, like she's, you know, she's, you know, she's just as composed in either situation, which is a unique kind of personal, um, characteristic that, kind of makes her very, very, very tough to beat. Yeah, when you can't rattle. I mean, that's such a big thing. Uh, kind of close my thoughts on women's tennis with that. There are some women, and I'm I, no, not taking a shot at the fairer sex here, but it, it feels like there's, especially some of the younger women, and you do see this on the men's side too with younger players, but boy, there's a couple women where it's like they're rattled, they're done. They're yeah. done. Yeah. Like you can just tell they're so yeah. done right now. Like they, they aren't winning this set. They aren't going to win the second set. They're crying on the court right now. Like some, there are some that are just an absolute mess when they get down big. So I do never, I never worry about Naomi in those cases. Never, never. She's unflappable. Um, and that's cool. Uh, cause you know, that sets her apart. Really does. Um, and her path is getting easier. Uh, Andreescu not being in perfect form and being bump- bumped is, is decent. Uh, Petra yeah. Kvitova. Petra Kvitova was never beating Osaka anyway. But no. her not being there isn't a big thing. You know, that's not, you know, that's, that's, you know, your path getting easier is never a bad thing, obviously. Um, and in fact, the third quarter, which looked like it was the quarter of death, in my opinion, at least, has turned into just Osaka's, you know, that's, she's your quarter of finalist period um yes. so um it should be good uh any uh you want to you want to uh switch gears in the country club here and talk a little golf yeah i don't have a lot of takes it's kind of a bad tournament i am oh, gonna take it okay. easy i had like i think i had eight full round matchups last week i had seven or eight the week before i only have four this week mm. and most of it's just fading maverick mcneely Okay. who somebody I believe and trust said he's working with a different coach right now on a few things. And I think that may pay dividends eventually, but for now I just, I'm, I'm fading him in half my matchup. So basically if, <laughs> if he does well this weekend, like you there's a very, there's very small chance I will. <laughs> so I, I am fading him with not only uh, Harold Varner, the third, which is my favorite. 
uh, this might be the weirdest thing I've said, and I say a lot of weird things. Best smile in golf. The guy is just the guy is just so happy. Go Google image search Harold Varner the third. He's this big dumb smile. I love oh yeah, I love love, yeah, love, love, uh, he's just, love just his tonight. character. He's a great just, character. Yeah, he's a great guy. And then uh Kazire, I'm taking Kazire, both of them laying a stroke and a half, getting plus numbers on that. And then I played some I mean, these are guys just the usual suspects. They're players that have done well, that have big names that look cool in their shades and their flat bill hats, but I'm going to fade Phil and Ricky Fowler as usual burns over Fowler. It was even money at some places. I got a minus one Oh five and then steel over Phil steel over Phil was like minus one twelve. I think I would have been fine playing that to like minus one thirty. So mm. I played that and I'm more than happy to uh, take that this week. So that's all I have. I'll post it up here in a bit and I'll find some daily stuff before I hit the sack too. Okay. Although nice. it is, it is West coast golf. Can so. you give me, tell me a little bit about uh, the process you went through when you hear news like Dustin Johnson is withdrawing. Oh, we did speak about that a little on Brown bag bets. Like there is, it, it's, it's unique because, and the funny thing is I'm going to say, it's like, Oh, it's this unique situation where, um, you know, the, the, the favorite pulls out and, you know, he was four to one. So you're talking mm-hmm. like 20% of the win probability yeah. massive is yeah. on him. <laughs> so it's pretty massive when somebody pulls out like that. And I want to say like, Oh, it's just a really unique situation. It's happened twice this year already. <laughs> but John Rahm pulled out of the Amex. He was like 10 to one. He was the favorite. <laughs> so you, if you are smart and if you're plugged in and you have golf friends, golf betting buddies, there is like a half hour. There's maybe not even 20 minutes. There's this magical window where you can bet on anybody in the field at a number that's going to be gone in 20 minutes because once they take Dustin Johnson out, they have to adjust everybody else's numbers up a little. So I bet uh, Cameron Tringali at like 80 to one, he's at 40 to one at 40, 45 at, you know, the books that matter now. Um, I took some Siwoo Kim. I took a few other guys near the top just to kind of cover some bases, not for a lot because I hate outrights, but uh, it's it's something to keep an eye on, and it's funny. It may never, it may not happen again for like three years now, but it's just wild that it's happened twice in two weeks. That There's this mad, mad scramble to get these outright prices in. So, if uh, if Tringali wins the tournament, me and everybody I know who bets golf is going to be pretty excited. Oh, that's cool. Um, NBA not going my way tonight. At least I didn't bet the Pacers, though. They are down 62-30 <laughs> to the Nets. Nets. Pacers managed to score 30 points and a half. How about that? Um, so, much for the, so much for the Nets can't play defense. Am I right? Um, the Wizards got their, got trucked. I had to play on them. That was unfortunate. Um, I didn't go back to the well with the Pelicans. They're off to a nice little start. Clippers embarrassing themselves against your T Wolves. A uh, couple of real quick uh, thoughts. A couple of uh, tennis questions. Uh, seven shots asked Ken starting up. What's your take? If you don't know what that's referring to, Kenan has not performed especially well on tour since winning the Australian Open last year. That was a breakout tournament. No one really saw it coming. A couple people saw it coming, I guess. Um, but no one really like you know was beating the drum that this is her breakout moment and she did it and then she kind of faded after that like the pressure to recreate that run was too much um, and she hasn't looked good this year but 
she had got an easy she got an easy quarter uh she has you know kind of a, a decent path here uh she's got uh Kinepi this round two who she should win um and she'll draw the winner of podoroska vekic although podoroska's birthday pod, her birthday today though Ooh, that's that's Ooh. an interesting angle Uh-oh. <laughs> oh birthday fade for podoroska um, if Podoroska's birthday doesn't get the best of her, then uh, I think she can probably match up pretty well against Kennan. So I think uh, Podoroska is a little bit of an underrated player right now. She was a quarterfinalist in France last year, maybe a semifinalist in France last year. Yeah, and DJ knows there's bigger paychecks for him. There's better tournaments to be playing, even like yeah. next week. Yeah. Ultimately, though, I have Jim Brady coming out of the second quarter for those who are asking about Kennan's pos- you know, potential. All right, man. Good job on this. Uh, let's wrap it up here. We will be back uh, Monday to start you the Evergreen golf, Series. One Who's your one and done this week? Did I already? Did I miss you say that? I haven't decided. I think it's going to be okay. Cam Davis. Okay. I don't give a shit. It's not a tournament I am going to fire off a big gun at. Depend. It depends on. I have multiple ones. One's like a huge entry one. You have to take some longer shots. Mm. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, best of luck. This weekend, we will return Monday to start the Evergreen series. Get your questions ready. Uh, we haven't picked a topic yet. Should we we'll start with hoops? I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll supr- It'll be a surprise. Best of surprise. luck. Hit the music. Hit the music. I had a huge edge on the Hawks and I was too gun shy to pull the trigger and they are handling the Mavericks. The Mavericks, man, they just can't find their form. I was annoyed by all the Bucks parade social media today. None of it was funny or cool. Brady was pretty drunk, man.